So my friends, in our second reading today, we um, have been reading recently from the letter to the Corinthians, and now we switch over to Hebrews. We're going to have three weeks of uh, the letter to the Hebrews, and today we get probably the most famous line in the entire letter to the Hebrews, uh, the definition of what faith is, right? What does it mean to have faith? Faith is the realization of what is hoped for and evidence of things not seen. That's the biblical definition of faith. The realization of what is hoped for and evidence of things that are not seen. So what does it mean to have faith, right? To have faith means uh, in a natural way or to believe in a natural way means that I accept something as true that somebody tells me. Somebody tells me something and I in my brain say, That's a true statement, right? And so we believe things all the time. All the time. People tell me something and it's like, I believe that. Yeah, well, I I believe that too. It's going to be hot today. I definitely believe that, right? Um, Okay. To have faith is that I have the, the habit, the disposition to believe a particular person, right? So my faith in this or believe a particular group of people. My faith in that. So I I am in the habit of believing, for example, my parents, right? I believe my parents. When they tell me things, I usually, usually accept it as true, right? Uh, And I believe them. So when they, it's actually an example is, like my mother's birthday was yesterday. Now that I hold by faith because I wasn't there the day that she was born. And I've never actually, I don't think I've ever seen my mom's birth certificate, right? And I have no evidence that she was born on August 6th. But guess what? Yesterday morning, I called my mom and wished her a happy birthday, right? I acted based on what I believed to be true because somebody else told me. In a bigger way, I believe my mom is my mom, right? I don't remember the day that I was born, but... I've treated my mother and my father like my mom and dad. They've told me they're my mom and dad. Other people treat them as my mom and dad. I look a little bit like them. Um, And okay, so I treat them. It's interesting, actually, in my case, my cousin, Sean, was born three days before me. So we were both in the hospital at that time. At the same time, in the same hospital, there are two Casey boys born. It's possible that I'm actually the child of Patty and Chris Casey, right? But I'm assuming it's not the case. My parents have told me, you know, this is, this is it. I have my maternal grandfather's nose, so I'm pretty sure I'm from that side of the family. But it's reasonable to believe that my parents are my parents. And when we have these foolish oppositions between faith and reason, right? That's so foolish. It would be unreasonable for me to tell my mom and dad, like, prove it. Prove that you're my parents, right? Prove it to me. Otherwise, I'm not going to call you mom and dad anymore. We're going to go with Mark and Suzanne until I, until I get proof to my satisfaction, right? How unreasonable would that be? Or if I was so skeptical, every time somebody told me something, we act with a natural faith 98% of the stuff we do in a day is based on somebody tells us something and we accept it as true. And that is a reasonable thing to do. And so this nonsense of of faith is like opposed to reason. Now, what does it mean for believers? For believers, it means that the way that I trust my mom and dad, 
the way I trust my doctor, the way I trust the weatherman, the way I trust all of you all, if you were to tell me something. Well, I trust God more than anyone else. I believe God. When God says something, I believe it. And when I read God's revelation of himself, particularly in the scriptures or as it's passed down through the tradition of the church, I believe it. Not because I turned off my brain and I'm just, okay, faith, faith here. Like, no, because specifically it's reasonable to believe what God tells us. It makes sense because we have a relationship with the person. I believe my parents because I have a relationship with them, right? I believe them because I love them. It's rooted in that love. It's rooted in that relationship. When we have faith in God, it's rooted, it should be rooted in love. It's rooted in the love that we have for God, right? That is actually theologically, the theological virtue of faith is filled with the virtue of charity, right? Charity, that virtue by which we love God for his own sake and our neighbors for God's sake. Charity gives life to our faith. It makes our faith not just intellectual content. I could just cite stuff from the catechism at you all. Rather, it's, I have a relationship. I have a relationship with the Lord God. I love him and he loves me. And so, out of that relationship flows my life of faith. I believe. And when we pray the creed in just a few minutes, right, this is our act of faith. We say these words, and rather than just reciting a formula we memorized or we're reading, we should say it like with real love. Yes, I believe. I, I believe. I believe in one God. I do. I believe that God exists. I believe in one Lord Jesus Christ. I believe that Jesus is God. He is God from God, light from light, true God from true God. I believe that he was crucified for my sins. And I believe that he rose from the dead on today, Sunday, the Lord's day, right? This is the whole reason we're here, the Lord's day. Jesus rose from the dead, and I believe that. It is a true statement. I believe in the Holy Spirit, who's poured out for our sanctification, fills us with life. I believe that. Someone says, do you really believe there's a Holy Spirit? Yes, I do. It's true. I believe it. I believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. I believe in the church. I know the church exists. I I believe the church. I I listen to the church. I let the church, my mother, shape me and guide me. The way I believe my mom and dad, my earthly mom and dad, well, I believe my spiritual mother, the church. And I let the church teach me. I still am in the habit, because my mom's birthday, I'm talking about her more than normal. Um, I'm in the habit of calling my mom about two things. She's a nurse, and so any little health concern before I even go to an urgent care or something, I call mom, right? Hey, mom, uh, this or that. And she'll usually say, it sounds fine. Don't worry about it. Or like, yeah, go to, the, go to the urgent care. She never said go to the ER yet. So I'm happy about that, right? And I, I call her when I don't know what to do for dinner. I was well-fed and never poisoned growing up. So when I don't know what to do, it's like, mom, I'm cooking frozen pork. Like, how long should I do that for? <laughs> what do I do? And again, I believe my willingness enough to be, eat something and be sure I'm not going to get food poisoned because I trust my mom. Well, I trust the church, right? I, I trust the church, my mother, when she teaches me, when she tells me, mm, that, that thing, uh, you got to get to confession for that, right? 
That's a bad one. You're going to want to go to confession for that action, right? That's sickness in our soul, is sin. I believe my mother, the church, and this is safe. You could do this. Here's some good practical advice on what to do. I believe my mother, the church. Last little point. Faith shapes our actions, and it, it shapes the way that we live. And it's we as Christians believe, and we'll pray in the creed, that Jesus will come again. Our Lord Jesus is coming. He is going to come back in glory. He is the master that we read about in the gospel, right? And we have to stay awake. We have to stay ready and vigilant. Because I believe that Jesus is coming. He may come before the end of this Mass. And you know what? Amen. Come, Lord Jesus. Right? I believe that Jesus is coming, and so I live accordingly. Which means that whether it's him with the trumpets and angels coming from the clouds... Or, if through God's providence, it's my time to meet him personally, and I don't survive again, even this mess. Amen. I'm ready. As Christians, we live as a people who are always ready. We're always ready to meet Jesus, whether at the end of the world or at the end of our life, whichever it may be. And we as Christians should have no fear with regard to this because We have a God who loves us, who has redeemed us, and we should live in a state of preparation. It's a beautiful practice. You know, we commend ourselves to the Lord before going to sleep, right? Um, And we we give ourselves entirely over to him. And if it's our last time falling asleep, okay, I'm ready. I'm prepared. Each day we should live as a people that are ready. We're prepared. We have nothing to be afraid of. Faith is the realization of what's hoped for. I hope, I have hope in heaven. I want to go to heaven. I've worked, we all have work to do here on earth. We love being with our family and friends. We love, we love being alive, absolutely. But I'm ready for heaven. And so I'm ready. And if the Lord comes knocking, if he comes knocking on my door right now, amen, I'm prepared. And each of us, I mean, I hope I'm prepared. Um, and, and each of us should live in that type of a way. We should strive to always be ready. Not being morbid about it. It's not something we're always thinking of. But to say, I'm ready. Amen. Jesus, whenever you come, whatever way, my life is entirely in your hands. Because you love me and you provide for me. So uh, an element of our faith is that preparation. We are ready to meet Jesus at any moment, at any time. And so this is what we believe about belief. Uh, And so let's ask our Lord to increase our faith, right? To always increase our faith. So we can trust him more. And let's really make these good acts of belief, acts of faith, and always be ready for our Lord. So when he comes and knocks, we, being found ready, can enter into the marriage feast of heaven with him.